members of the New Orleans Saints. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune-in radio app via Alexa. We are WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans, 1061 Nash Icon. Good evening and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com and presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie, by Premier Automotive, with locations throughout the New Orleans area, Segnet Landing Restaurant and Swamp Tours in West Wego, Petri Transport Services, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, by Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, University of New Orleans play-by-play voice, Jude Young of CrescentCitySports.com and Cumulus Radio New Orleans. Hey, y'all. We've got an hour to talk about what's going on. And I know that I've been football, football, football focused, but soon basketball will take its place in the spotlight. Obviously, we're excited here at 106.1 with UNO Basketball now. Just a little less than three weeks away. Season opener on November 6th, a Monday night right here on Nash FM. But we know the Pelicans are also wrapping up their preseason as we speak against the Orlando Magic. And once we get past the fake stuff, we'll talk a little bit more about them. Folks are concerned about them not winning in the preseason. Look, they're installing a new offense. And... uh, Those results just don't matter. I mean, even more so than the NFL, NBA preseason results do not matter. So don't sweat it. If they're healthy, they're going to win a good number of games. How many? Have to be healthy enough for us to figure that out. Meanwhile, for the Saints, back to our regularly scheduled programming, unfortunately. I think we all know what that means. Um, What can I tell you? You had a feeling... Even in the third quarter when the tide was clearly turning in the Saints' favor because of defensive adjustments, Saints' defense was not good in the first half against the Texans. But they were very good in the second half. Very good indeed. As a result, the Saints wound up running 18 more plays. Had a season-high 5.5 yards per offensive play. It's winning yardage, but we know the only thing that matters is on the scoreboard. And once again, the Saints come up short there, in part because they really had to ride the passing game, in part because Blake Groupie, the rookie, missed a couple field goals, won a chip shot. We don't grouse over a 52-yarder, 53-yarder, but we do when it's inside 30. That's a killer because that did change the game flow for the Saints at the time. Because if you're making that field goal and you're within four in a game, you lose 20 to 13. With as many chances as the defense kept 
giving the offense to drive the field. We saw the Saints drive the field, just couldn't get across the goal line. Not after a first quarter touchdown reception by Rashid Shahid anyway. But the Saints could have theoretically won that football game 22-20. to Now having to rely on that many field goals is the bigger picture. The groupie thing will work itself out one way or the other. And you hope for the best there. Because normally he hits the ball well, straight as an arrow. This will be his first true adversity. I don't even count missing, what was it, 47 yard, 46, something like that, at Green Bay. You want him to be able to make that kick, but he just pushed it a little bit like he did the 52 yarder, as a matter of fact, the first of the two misses in Houston. But once you shank a short one like that, you know it was in a close game, and that can get to a guy. But again, that will work itself out. The bigger picture is still, why can't you score more points, as in touchdowns? Why can't you finish drives? I think we saw a Saints offense with a healthier Derek Carr that he can take the load and move the football team. And he carried the load pretty heavily, even though Alvin Kamara did get 19 carries to go along with the seven receptions. But once again, there are limitations to what you can do offensively as a whole when you're not terribly creative, when you're predictable enough for the opponent that even if you execute really well, there's still going to be holes in your ability to complete drives. And that's where they are. They can't complete drives. Now, it would be easier if they could come up with a dominant rushing game. The only thing we've seen even remotely good was against a winless Carolina team, and even that wasn't great back in week two. And I don't know if you're going to get that particular area fixed because we know the offensive line is such a problem. Trevor Penning was benched only to find himself right back on the blind side with the James Hurst injury. It's tough because if you're making that change first full year as a starter because you think he's so bad, it's a disaster. We're talking about maybe Cesar Ruiz having to play tackle. I mean, it's rough. Between injuries and draft picks not working out to the level you need them to based on the high investment, lots of first-round picks, high second-round pick, and the result is a well-below-average NFL offensive line. That, unfortunately, for those who want to see a coaching staff leadership change is going to be a pretty handy excuse. Like it or not. The the Saints look like a team at 3-3 three and three that are going to keep bouncing around. No surprise here, right? A win, a loss, a win, a loss. Finish around eight or nine wins. That may or may not be good enough to win the division. Because on a day where you felt like you let one away in Houston, 
let one get away, I should say. The rest of the division lost all their games, too. You saw a Detroit team that's a true contender go into Tampa, but Tampa was rested off a bye and physical, and Detroit was able to withstand that and then start beating the Buccaneers up. Because Lions are a good football team. You can't say that about the Saints. Saints aren't a good football team. They're an average football team. The Bucks may be an average football team too. And if anything, Atlanta, if they had a quarterback, could argue that they might actually be a slightly above average football team, but they, they don't have a quarterback. Desmond Ritter finally lost a home game as a starting quarterback and almost single-handedly lost it himself, I might add. But again, that all helps the Saints because you're still right there. I guess that's the best news, that the division is turning out to be as mediocre as expected. Bucks weren't expected to be as good. Carolina wasn't expected to be this bad. But what does that get you? And yes, you can argue it is hard to win in the NFL. We saw that this past weekend. That was a, a really good win by Detroit, considering San Francisco couldn't win at Cleveland against a backup quarterback. A backup quarterback who I don't think has been on the roster more than two weeks. And Philly, against a backup quarterback, couldn't win, although they should have still won. Terrible interception late with the lead by Jalen Hurts, but couldn't win against the Jets. And what do those two games have in common with the Saints game? Well, don't score enough points. San Francisco's kicker also missed two kicks, including a potential game winner at the end. Niners only scored 17 in that one when their offense had been rolling now. Cleveland has an excellent defense, rough, windy weather game. All the pieces were there for San Francisco to have a struggle to win that game, even though they were a huge favorite. And you didn't expect a lot of points to be scored. I found that odd. And then we saw 14 points there for Philly. When you're only scoring 14, you're always in danger of losing the game. But Detroit only scored 20 against Tampa. So you start arguing and looking at the scores of these games, and weather wasn't a factor in a 20-6 Lions win. It wasn't a factor... In L.A. under a roof, Dallas 20-17 to last night. Weather wasn't that bad in Cincinnati. Didn't make that a 17-13 to game. So we're looking at these scores from this past week. Again, we're, we're, we're starting to argue that, okay, we know the Saints stretch is long enough dating back deep into last year, not putting enough points on the board. If you throw out the New England game where the Patriots just collapsed. That is a, a major issue. But just yesterday, there just weren't that many games where a lot of points were put up. I mean, that's the bright side. And you see Derek Carr moving the team down the field. But he had to throw 50 passes to do it. 
Saints couldn't run the ball. But we're not going to see changes in the creativity of the Saints scheme. They're going to do what they do. And that's going to lead to a lot more frustration. So Saints are going to have to be even more efficient in games that are going to play out for them a lot like many games in the NFL played out yesterday. Low scoring. I didn't even mention Buffalo against a beat-up Giants team. Only able to score 14 points and very lucky to survive. So that excuse is there. And the, the scoring can go down as we get into more weather-affected games. But the Saints won't play a lot of those. That dog won't hunt. This is the issue. Because I'm not going to sit here and say that, oh, there, there are solutions here. I've, I've pointed out tweaks and ideas. Try to borrow from successful offenses. Put things in your system. I've said that. Add plays to your offense that fit your personnel versus what other people are doing with similar personnel. Copycat league. Yes. But you're not going to see the Saints reinvent the wheel on the fly in mid-October. What they have here is a schedule where outdoors they may get affected zero times. Will not hurt their offense. So what's going to get better? I don't know. You're only going to get more beat up more than likely. And if that happens on the offensive line, then you're really in a bad way. Because it's not like people are banging the drum to see backups. <laughs> I saw in the preseason. Doesn't mean much preseason, but when it's just mono a mono in the trenches and guys can't do the job, those guys become your backups. It's a bad sign. That's a sign you don't ignore. But I think what happens here is, at best... Because the Saints won't fall apart completely. They just won't. If you're not a Dennis Allen fan, you better buckle up. You're going to keep seeing Dennis Allen coaching this team in 2024. I'm pretty sure of that. You may not see Pete Carmichael running the offense, and you certainly hope not. You've got to do something different. You see frustration for your players, your quarterback, your star running back, receivers. You see it across the board. So whether there's an in-season change or not, I don't know. Can't hurt. Because if it's very bad, you can switch back in a heartbeat. That's just as far as who calls the plays. But looking beyond the season... And the folks who lament, well, why don't we just blow it up and see if we could find our way to drafting a franchise quarterback, which just isn't a thing in Saints history, drafting a franchise quarterback. There's Archie Manning, and that's it. What I would assume the plan's going to be when we're looking three months from now, the Saints will be formulating a plan to what can we do to upgrade our offensive line? 
do we need to use our first two picks in the draft? Even though we take the best player available. That's what we do. Uh-huh. Right. That's why you attacked left tackle and wide receiver in the 2022 draft. Because best player available. Yeah, spare me. Early in drafts, if you have big needs, you have to address those needs. Because you haven't done it in free agency. So you have to do it then. I don't think Derek Carr is going anywhere. If you don't like him, he's going to get another shot at it. Probably with a new offensive coordinator and the Saints going after a young offensive lineman. Fortunately for the Saints, they'll have two relatively high picks with which to attack the draft. Because not only will they have their own first rounder this time around, but they'll have Denver's second round pick, and it's going to be high because I don't think Sean Payton's going to screw this up now. By screw it up, I mean he screwed up the season, yes. But I think he would like to see his chances, even with that win over the Bears, of getting his hands on a good young quarterback and what's going to be a deep quarterback draft. I, I think he knows a top three pick would be awfully useful. He's trying to, quote-unquote, rebuild the culture there after his arrogance helped break down what was good about the culture in some ways very quickly, along with their negatives that were already in place. But if you wind up having a very high second-round pick, I mean, you, you could very well have two of the top 35 picks in the draft. That's not so bad. Mid-first-round pick, high-second-round pick. And unfortunately, you can't say, okay, well, where, where can we find for sure another star and take the best player available that falls in our lap? I, if, if you're never going to rebuild, and you're going to keep trying to push it, and you feel like you have close to a complete roster that's good enough to compete, then you have to keep doing the same thing, which is, yeah, we got to address the needs here. Like it or not. And it would have to be offensive line. It's bad. Because one, you don't have a third round pick either, by the way. That's the bad part. But Trevor Penning seems like he'll take a miracle at this point for some sort of light switch to go on and him to be a usable tackle. Not even just left tackle, either side. Ryan Ramchick is only going to deteriorate physically and as a performer because of that knee. Sucks, but we're already seeing it. So there's your tackles. So that's where you got to fix it because James Hurst isn't a long-term answer there. He's a very short-term answer when he's healthy, which right now he's not. And maybe you hope Penning can play guard. Start that transition. Haven't heard anything from the Saints yet, but you got to address that concept at some point. I mean, we'll know by the end of the season. Penning's going to get more opportunities. But if he can be a mauling guard, and Cesar Ruiz is fine, Eric McCoy at center is fine, at least your interior offensive line is not a disaster. Well, you got to fix the tackles. And it will be by far the biggest needs. And I, and I do mean Ryan Ramchick. As in, you better think about 
getting somebody to replace him now. And with the right offensive scheme, you've got weapons. With Olave and Shahid moving forward, I don't know about Michael Thomas. He's lost a step, maybe two. He's a professional, physical, short yardage receiver. That's all he is now. And I don't know if you move forward with that. But the good teams, they can find replacements at another weapon in their receiver core in the middle rounds. You can do that. It's not a need, it's a want. You've got older safeties. Maybe you make moves there. You can find guys who wind up being really good to elite safeties in the middle rounds. And that in the in the past, yeah, the Saints found excellent offensive linemen in the middle of the late rounds. But when there are glaring needs and you're still trying to win and you're not ready to take a step back, you don't have that luxury. So until you see a new play caller, played offense designer and new fresh blood in the offensive line that actually hits instead of registers barely on the radar, flat out misses. You just got to sit through the slog that is watching the Saints week in, week out the rest of the season, including this one against Jacksonville where you hoped Trevor Lawrence wouldn't play for the Jaguars on Thursday night. Sounds like it's going to work out that he is. And right now the Jaguars are better than the Saints. But not so good that the Saints can't beat them in a typical ugly Saints game. And these Thursday night games tend to be very ugly. So, who knows? 504-260-1061 is the number. That's 504-260-1061. You just watch against the Texans and you're going, man, the Saints have taken over this game and they're still not going to win it. You just knew. You just never believed they would tie or take the lead. That's where they are. That's what they are. And it's there's no answer in sight for that feeling, that belief, that understanding to change. It's weird to be stuck in the middle as a team, as a fan in the NFL. It's a league full of parity. So you're always in it, but are you really in it? Are you really in it? All access continues in a moment, looking towards the college game. Things looking good for the Green Wave and the Tigers. We'll discuss it in a moment on All Access. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros, plus a voice for you to speak your mind. It's entertainment. It's information. It's all that you could want. And it's right here on 1061 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 1061 Nash Icon. Country for life. Signet Landing Restaurant in historic West Wego at Bayou Signet. Great food at a great location with Harborview Dining and Southern Hospitality. Serving the best Cajun and seafood dishes for lunch and dinner, like crawfish pie, crab cakes, fried oysters, seafood platters, and much more. Signet Landing, 450 Laracini Street, just off the expressway in West Wego, behind the shrimp lot. For parties of eight or more, call for reservations, 504-900-1901.
At Dudley DeBosier, we've been Saints fans forever, so we may be a little biased, but I gotta say, there's no other team like the black and gold. Their teamwork, never give up attitude, and devotion to their fans are qualities that make them unique. We love that about the Saints, because at our law firm, we're the same way. If you've been injured, call us, because we strive to be one of a kind. Demand Dudley DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the New Orleans Saints. Call 444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans, LA 23-15656. Wendy's new breakfast two-for-three-dollar biggie bundles let you create your own delicious combo. Choose from a sausage biscuit, egg and cheese biscuit, small seasoned potatoes, and a medium hot coffee. But it's obvious which combo's the best. Sausage biscuit and small seasoned potatoes. Well, maybe it's the fresh cracked egg and cheese biscuit with a medium hot coffee. Or two savory sausage biscuits. Yeah, whichever you pick, you can't go wrong. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new two for $3 biggie bundles. Limited time only. U.S. price of participation may vary. Not valid in a combo. Single item at regular price. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Get ultimate durability and extreme weather performance with Rain-X Advantage Wiper Blades at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase a pair of Rain-X Advantage Wiper Blades and save $10. Plus get two times O-Reward points. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades for free. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit OReillyAuto.com Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Kind of like choosing Derek Jeter as the pinch hitter for your baseball team. Jeter, you're in. We need a home run. I'll give it a try. I've swung a bat once or twice. That's out of here. Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Chris Brockman here from the Rich Eisen Show. And do you want even more excitement on game day? Yeah, you do. It's time to get on prize picks. The best way to win big on fantasy sports. Here's how it works. You pick two to six players. You choose more or less on their stats. If you get them right, you can win up to 25 times your cash. It's quick and it's easy to make your picks with fast and safe deposits and withdrawals. Prize Picks is the place to play. Prize Picks has awesome weekly promotions and they're the only daily fantasy platform with an injury insurance policy, keeping you in the game even if one of your players goes down. Watch your entry update in real time and continue the fun by making picks on the second half and fourth quarter stats. And right now, when you go to prizepicks.com slash primetime, use code primetime for a 100% deposit match. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for more details. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. This report is sponsored by visitmississippi.org slash music. Get out of the house and wander Mississippi's haunted mansions, paranormal places, creepy cemeteries, and candlelit ghost tours. Find all your favorite haunts at visitmississippi.org slash haunted. Mississippi, wander here if you dare. 
Good afternoon. What we're seeing right now is slow traffic 610 westbound after Canal Boulevard. Accident has now been moved over to the shoulder, but only about a minute delay between New Orleans East and Metairie right now. As we also see, eastbound I-10 Elysian Fields to the high rise taking about five minutes, only a two-minute delay. Ten-minute ride eastbound 610 from the split in Metairie across the high rise. I'm Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. Calling all listeners, what's on your mind? We'd love to get your take by calling Jude Young of PrestonCitySports.com and all access on 1061 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. So last Friday was one of those gut check type of moments for Tulane. It just shows you how much the program has matured. They weren't playing well. They'd given up a touchdown early in the third quarter. They were down 21-10. to 10. Their defense has been good, but not great. Seth Hennigan, the quarterback for Memphis, was having success. You know, he was having a clean pocket, making some nice throws down the field. He was clearly outplaying Michael Pratt. But when you have a complete football team, you can overcome things like that. Tulane's now ranked as a result because they dominated the rest of that game in the Liberty Bowl. Yes, they had won against Memphis in that facility in 25 years. That's a, that's a monkey you have to get off your back. You were playing a 4-1 and one Memphis team. You weren't playing a bad one. So it was a complete challenge. And Tulane really dominated essentially the last 25 minutes of that game. And it's a winning formula when you're a good team. You're going to tend to be able to dominate the football more. You're going to be able to run the football. Got better as the game went along because Makai Hughes is a workhorse. In the end, 130 yards. And the defense is well coached. We've talked about Shield Wood. What a good job he's doing there. Sign of a good defense is making adjustments. Tulane made adjustments against UAB for the second half. And they made great adjustments against Memphis on the fly. Come up with a couple turnovers. You go on the road. You don't turn it over. Two big interceptions. All the pieces are in place there. Where Tulane didn't come close to playing their best. But they did a lot of things right. Michael Pratt was better in the second half. Didn't turn over the football. I have to mention that again. How important is that? And of course, 7 of 15 on third down. Moving the chains. On the road, you're around 50%. That's pretty good, especially when they weren't so good to start. 37 minutes time of possession. This isn't a Tulane team that's going to go against better teams and just blow them out. They're not going to do that. They're not going to light up the scoreboard. But what they can do is play, and I've said this many times, the importance of playing complementary football. If you're dominating the ball, you're constantly putting good drives together, even if you don't score If you're punting the ball away, you're making the other team have to drive the length of the field. 
good things are going to happen when you're good on both sides of the ball. Tulane's solid on special teams as well. I'm just not surprised that they were able to go to Memphis, not play their A game, but play a pretty good B-plus game and win by 10 points. Because over 60 minutes, if you don't turn over the football and you're the better team, you're usually going to find a way to win. And here they are, four in a row, five and one, other than at this point Air Force that's still undefeated. You've got your destiny in your hands. As long as Air Force loses a game, you've got your destiny in your hands to go to a New Year's Six again. And I just, again, I Tulane would have to play bad for anybody to beat them unless they get really beat up, which isn't happening right now. These games coming up ahead. This is a, they just started a stretch, three out of four on the road with the one home game being against North Texas this weekend. North Texas, they can score some points. But they're going to struggle against Tulane. As long as the Green Wave are focused and don't have a letdown because of the Memphis thing, the Memphis accomplishment, they shouldn't have a lot of problems with North Texas. But you would like to see the Wave start faster. You really would. And North Texas is a type of team that should struggle mightily to stop the green wave. Now Chandler Rogers has done a nice job transfer quarterback from ULM. 12 touchdowns, just one interception. Mobile. He can give you problems. The statistics for North Texas are good, but there's a reason why Tulane's a huge favorite. I think Tulane just needs to be who they are, which is it starts with being physical and playing off of that physicality offensively to set up big one-on-one plays down the field to their receivers. You've got to pick your poison if you're an opponent. And I know most teams are going to look at it as we've got to stop the run against Tulane. Make Pratt and those receivers beat us versus just letting them beat us up. And the opportunities will be there in the passing game like Chris Brazel had against Memphis. It'll be Brazel, it'll be Jaquan Jackson, it'll be Lawrence Keyes, be somebody. They're built right. And if they take care of business here, then you're talking about a couple road games. Rice is no shoe in. Again, it's a road game. They're a well-coached team. They have JT Daniels, who's about a 17-year college quarterback, something like that. He's been there forever. At East Carolina, Although this is a one of the weaker East Carolina teams. Tulane just needs to keep the ball rolling and the winds rolling. The wave rolling. And I expect that they will. Because they're just better than these teams. Tulsa at home. At the end, FAU and UTSA. FAU's now 2-0 and in conference. Okay, so they're playing with some confidence under Tom Herman, and at the very beginning of the season, before their slow start, I was really wondering, oh, you know, they could be something. They could be a challenge, and they may still be second-to-last game of the regular season in South Florida. And then UTSA at the end. That's a team that should not be able to outscore Tulane, especially in Yulman. 
Tulane will come up with more stops in that game and have success against the Roadrunners' defense from what I've watched. Nothing's assured, but I've been saying it, and I'll keep saying it. I expect 11-1. and one. That's right, I expect 11-1. and one. And that means a conference championship game. And then comes the question of, who are you playing? Could still be Memphis. But SMU's pretty good. You know what? They play pretty good defense overall which has been their issue in not being able to compete for conference titles in the past. And I look at the teams left on their schedule, and there's one. Their second-to-last game happens to be on the road and is set up for the one that will mean everything for them. Same weekend as Tulane FAU, and that's when the Mustangs go to Memphis. Because SMU could play themselves right into the conference championship game. And I would rather play somebody I haven't played before that I don't think can run the ball on Tulane and will be one-dimensional and whose offense isn't scary than play Memphis again even though you get them at home and you've beaten them. Just because of adjustments and how weird that can be and the fact that I was more impressed with Memphis than I expected to be. But that said, it's all in Tulane's hands. And they're not going to play a team between now and early December that's as good as they are. It's a pretty good feeling. Now, the same can't be said for LSU, even though they're feeling good. When you win by 30, your defense looks like a defense. That's that's a good thing. (laughs) But where do we go from here? Well, next is Army. But after that is what becomes really interesting, and we'll take a look at it when we come back here to All Access. 504-260-1061 is the number if you want to get involved in the discussion. 504-260-1061. It's Tuesday night. That means it's me, Jude Young, and this is All Access. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Get Macy's lowest prices of the season on incredible specials you need for fall. Like 55 to 65% off dressy and everyday coats for him and for her. 30 to 60% off dazzling fine jewelry during our diamond sale. And 65% off comfy sheets and bedding from Charter Club Damask to stay warm on cooler nights. Plus, download the app for even more great deals at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. O'Reilly Auto Parts' new Brake Mess Select Pro brand raises the bar for the best aftermarket domestic brake pads and rotors available. For vehicle-specific friction formulations, quiet tech noise-canceling shims, and stainless steel hardware, choose Brake Mess Select Pro. Professional-grade brakes from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. 
Sometimes I struggle to get to sleep. My body stopped for the day, but my mind is still running. So I take ZQuil. ZQuil, the world's number one sleep aid brand, has a range of non-habit forming products to fit you and your family's needs. Invest in a great night's sleep for the best you tomorrow. I'm awake and ready to take on anything. Better days start with ZQuil nights. Explore our products at ZQuil.com. Uses directed. Keep out of reach of children. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. This report is sponsored by Humana Healthy Horizons in Louisiana. Humana Healthy Horizons in Louisiana is here to bring human care to your Medicaid coverage. A plan that's more than you expect, but exactly what you need most. To learn more about your Medicaid coverage, visit the Healthy Louisiana website, myplan.healthyla.gov. Traffic flow getting reestablished at the speed limit on our main roadways here. Uh, seeing the slowing a little bit, accident on the shoulder, westbound 610 after Canal, but really no delays uh, between New Orleans East and Metairie right now. Uh, eastbound I-10 uh, from the high rise, the twin spans, it's uh, 12 minutes, fly over to the high rise, six minutes, and uh, eastbound I-10 Oak Harbor to the I-12, five minutes with no delays. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. This is where you get all access, not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Jude Young on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. Now y'all tell me whether this is consistent. 49, 49, 48. That's LSU's offensive output the last three games. 49 points, 49 points, 48 points. Well, I say offensive because we know at Missouri, seven of those were the pick six at the end. You catch my drift. LSU scoring plenty of points. Their lowest output since 24 in the season opener, 34 against Arkansas. And they had to play a miserable first half to only score 34. This offense gives them a chance to win every game left. Would I wager that LSU would do that? You'd have to give me pretty good odds. Because I don't, th- I don't see a lot of easy or convenient left. The closest thing to easy is playing pesky Army this week for homecoming. LSU's, what, a four-touchdown favorite? More than that? Yeah, Army will play keep away. That's what they do. It would be... It'll be interesting to see how many points, if LSU only has 23 minutes of possession in the game, how many touchdowns, how many points they rack up as a result. I don't think they'll be challenged by this Army team. That This Army team isn't the one, especially before the changes and low blocks that change the way Army and Navy play so that they are passing more. Not a lot, but you're basically going f- from passing... 10% of the time to 20 or even 25. That does change how you play more shotgun. Yeah, there's a lot of misdirection. They're going to challenge you to be disciplined. 
but they're not as much of a threat to just go under center, run the traditional triple option, get three yards at a time and grind you to a halt and do what Army has done on the road in places like Oklahoma and nearly win games against top 10 teams. I mean, that's the bright side. And the fact that LSU has a bye after that, pretty good. But it's that last four that really catches your eye, starting with, of course, the trip to Tuscaloosa against Alabama. I still don't believe, with both teams coming off their traditional bye leading into that game, that Nick Saban and his staff won't find enough ways to attack LSU's still questionable defense to score the points they need while finding it. We talk about how we trust Tulane, right? The way they're built to find more stops than teams like North Texas and UTSA who have explosive, who have consistent higher scoring offenses. You know, I'm not saying LSU doesn't have a chance because they do. Because Jalen Milrow's still not that good, and that's why Arkansas had a chance to win that game when Alabama fell asleep at the wheel this past Saturday. Now, how much of that was quickly jumping out to a three-score lead and you start thinking about revenge against Tennessee, which apparently is a big deal? Bama's certainly going to be hungry for revenge against LSU. But even more so, an older, more traditional rival in Tennessee, that 52-49 to wild game last year in Knoxville. So they might have fallen asleep at the wheel and almost paid the price. But they also, if it weren't for hitting a couple of big passing plays against totally blown coverages, they also struggled offensively again. LSU will have those two weeks to prepare. And if they can simply find a way to make Alabama earn it, don't give up the explosive play. Alabama could look a whole heck of a lot more with Milrow at quarterback, like what you saw from those Auburn quarterbacks, who LSU held to 18, then what good college quarterbacks, like Brady Cook, Jackson Dart, K.J. Jefferson, are capable of doing against you. We looked at it at the beginning of the season and said that quarterback vulnerability can give you a real shot against Alabama. The fact that LSU has this very special offense going. Increases those chances. But here's the funny part. Win or lose against Alabama, Billy Napier has Florida looking scary. That's the next game. It's weird to have Florida after Alabama. And by the way, LSU has only the Bama game on the road left. Home games otherwise. Three to end the regular season. It's going to be tough. Especially if LSU is beat up after Alabama, win or lose again. And if it's win over the tide, you're vulnerable right there. We saw it last year at Arkansas, and if Arkansas didn't have terrible backup quarterbacks with K.J. Jefferson hurt, LSU loses that game. Now they'll be at home, and Florida's defense is no great shakes, but Florida's good enough take advantage of a beat-up LSU. So, for example, Emory Jones is hurt. Looks like he's going to be out a little while. What happens if another offensive lineman? Will Campbell gets hurt? Or 
the special looking true freshman who came in at right tackle for Jones. Lance Herb, what if he gets hurt? Even as a true freshman, if he's the one playing against Alabama, there's vulnerability there. Alabama's going to attack him. Try to make plays. One big negative play behind the line of scrimmage can kill a drive. LSU hasn't been making enough of those. Made more of them against Auburn. Bama's going to be looking to do that. Not let LSU stay on schedule. But then after that, how are you after that contest physically? Because Florida, Graham Mertz is scoring some points. He's being efficient in an offense that runs the ball really well. You just got to expect that's going to be a dogfight no matter what happens in Tuscaloosa. And it's funny because from what I saw, if they set a line right now, LSU would be a double-digit favorite. I would take the Florida points all day long right now. All day long, I'd take those points. I think it was 12 and a half I saw. A look-ahead line, they call it. I'd take those points. Florida's going to be hard to kill because their offense is playing well right now. And if your offense is competent and balanced, you've got a chance to give LSU plenty of fits. Let's not pretend like this defense is suddenly fixed. I certainly wouldn't. You got as good a matchup to get better against as you could have asked for in Auburn. That doesn't mean they're going to be any carryover. And then after that, that second-to-last game, which is always a rental win, Georgia State, keep an eye on them. They're 5-1, and one, explosive offensively, mobile quarterback, very experienced quarterback as well, and Darren Granger. And they're going to Cajun Field. Big game in the Sun Belt against ULL. They never beaten the Cajuns before. Georgia State goes there and wins that game. They're going to be coming down the stretch with a lot of confidence and thoughts of winning the league for the first time. Wouldn't want to mess with that means you're going to have to work. It's not going to be some rest up before Texas A&M. And yes, I know, Texas A&M. Texas 8-4, and four, jokingly. Or maybe 7-5. and five. But no matter what the circumstances are, I know LSU's going to be looking for some payback in that game. But A&M's going to come to play. It is a rivalry. And they have athletes. They have good football players. You can expect a battle again. And, of course, if Max Johnson is still the quarterback, we've seen former LSU quarterbacks come in and give problems before. It could happen. We'll see. It's a tough stretch. And you got to first pencil in, well, if you're telling me LSU can score 40 in all those games, I like their chances. But still not even guaranteed they'll win them all if they score 40. But pretty good chances. Florida, by the way, just scored 41 at South Carolina. So, you know, continued defensive improvement is essential. And for LSU, if they can simply finish, if they finish 10-2, and two, they got a great chance to go back to Atlanta. Might We'll need a little help with Ole Miss because of that loss. But 9-3, and three, okay. Averaging 50, what, 550 points, or 550 yards a game, the Tigers. <laughs> They're explosive. They keep it up. They can they can make that happen. They can make nine and three the floor. And that's crucial because, you know, you're not going to get into the Final Four this year. But recruiting is going well for this year and next year's class. 
You're playing schools you recruit against big time. You don't want to have a disaster that kills you on the trail and costs you key recruits. You don't want to be sitting there going, oh, and we finished 7-5. and five. For an LSU and the level you're recruiting on and trying to guarantee your top 10, I believe they're consensus sixth right now for 2024. And then looking ahead, you don't want to give other teams that ammo. Bigger picture. You don't tank for draft picks in college football. You better keep winning to keep the talent coming in. And that's more important long-term than anything. At least Jaden Daniels, Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas, Logan Diggs and company. Plenty good enough to help LSU stay on that track. Hopefully the defense is just good enough to compliment them. 504-260-1061, the number one more segment to go. We'll take a look at all the headlines from CrescentCitySports.com predictions for the big three coming up Thursday and then Saturday on the gridiron as well on all access. Signet Landing Restaurant in historic West Wego at Bayou Signet. Great food at a great location with Harbor View Dining and Southern Hospitality. Serving the best Cajun and seafood dishes for lunch and dinner, like crawfish pie, crab cakes, fried oysters, seafood platters, and much more. Signet Landing, 450 Laracini Street, just off the expressway in West Wego, behind the shrimp lot. For parties of eight or more, call for reservations, 504-900-1901. Imagine it's the last ride, but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC are taking you for a ride. What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way? Or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about treating it with Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine what could relief from IBSC mean for you. Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Jim Gaffigan here with some more Straight Talk. Now you can get a Walmart Plus membership, plus not pay for it, because it's included with Straight Talk wireless plans. You get free delivery with Walmart Plus, plus a Paramount Plus subscription included. Plus, you pay less for gas. That's a lot of pluses. Only Straight Talk gives you unlimited 5G data and Walmart Plus included on select plans for free. Straight Talk Wireless, available at Walmart. Requires service on gold or platinum unlimited. One offer per eligible account. Paramount Plus essential plan only. Separate registration required. Additional terms apply. Celebrating 90 years of excellence, the All-State Sugar Bowl is one of college football's most enduring traditions. And for nearly a century, the Sugar Bowl delivers for New Orleans, for Louisiana, and for the region. Major events, big tourism, and a national spotlight each and every year. And this season, it's even bigger. The college football playoff semifinal at the 90th All-State Sugar Bowl. New Year's Day in the Dome. The Sugar Bowl is presented by All-State, Louisiana Tourism, and New Orleans and Company. Imagine it's the last ride, but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC are taking you for a ride. 
What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way? Or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about treating it with Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have meaningful, constructive dialogue on All Access with Jude Young on 106.1 FM NASH ICON at NASHFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call, 504-260-1061. I have a feeling LSU's 40-plus point streak ends simply because the way Army plays but I also don't think that they're going to be threatened. I think LSU would happily take a 38-13 to 13 win. I mean, who's looking to embarrass Army anyway? That's just a guess. And LSU steadily pulls away where Army has some success early. It could be wrong, could be a slaughter, but it just feels right going into the bye, going into Bama prep non-conference, etc. You know, Army's always going to bring their best effort. They're just not that good. Neither is North Texas. They've got they got capabilities on offense, and if Tulane's sloppy, turns over the ball, sure, okay. I'd like to see Tulane hold North Texas comfortably under 30. I think they will. Tulane good at not giving up the big plays. And they should be able to score 30-plus pretty handily against North Texas as well. Spread's pretty big, but I'll go 38-21 to 21 Green Wave. And a game where Tulane's not really threatened either. Maybe a little bit of a letdown after Memphis, but not a big one. And of course, Saints and Jaguars. Assuming Trevor Lawrence plays Thursday night, quick turnarounds, ugly games. Ugly Saints type of style to watch, right? The Saints can contain Travis Etienne. He's the key for Jacksonville. The receivers are not that daunting. Although the Saints in the past, with when he was with Atlanta, had some trouble with Calvin Ridley. I don't, I don't think he'll cause a lot of problems. I don't think Jacksonville's in a really great rhythm offensively throwing the football. Going to be a slog. Going to be low scoring. It's a good spot for the Saints because Lawrence isn't 100%, may not bring that little extra mobility, not that he uses it as much as I think he should, maybe less so, 
it's a good spot. Jacksonville's played really well, run several games in a row, two in London. It's a non-divisional game for them. I'm, I'm going to ride with the Saints. I'm going to ride with Blake Groupie in the Dome to kick well. And I'm going to say the Saints win 19-16. to 16. Yeah, I know, another thriller with the black and gold, right? I'll be with the Les East for another night at the great Francesca by Katie's on Friday at 6. We'll be on the air here on 106.1, and it will be the legend, J.T. Curtis, John Curtis Knight. So come